Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester United wins the 2023 EFL Cup final. Pressure mounts on Graham Potter as Chelsea lose to Tottenham in a big London derby. Another lacklustre performance by Liverpool as they draw 0-0 at Sellers Park. Arsenal find a way past Leicester City as they stay top of the Premier League table and Manchester City find their scoring form as they put four past Bournemouth. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, my friend, mm. let's get started with the uh, the first bit of silverware Absolutely. handed out and two teams have done a really good job of getting themselves through the early, early rounds, finding yeah. a way through. Yeah. I think you have to say not playing many big boys on the way to the, the final no. League Cup final, but they were there on merit. Correct. Um, much anticipated, of course, for different reasons. Man United, Eric Ten Hag, Start mm. winning trophies, get that mentality going, the winning mentality. Uh, and Newcastle United, of course, like first final for a zillion years and excitement mm. on Tyneside like we haven't seen for many, many decades. Yeah. Manchester United came out 2-0 on top. Um, first goal, and Casemiro from a set piece yeah. in the 35th minute. And then there was an own goal from Botman, Sven Botman, where Rashford went through and sclaffed his shot, but it deflected into the back of the yeah. net. What sort of game did you, uh, did you enjoy the final? Um... I wouldn't say it's, it's the greatest game of football I've ever seen. I think the first thing I've got to pay respects to is the turnaround that both these managers have done with two giant football clubs in English football. Mm. Um, you know, for Eddie Howe to, to take Newcastle to the final, to have those fans down in London, to enjoy the day without it sounding a little bit disrespectful is, is, is a, a huge step forward. But on the day... Uh, Newcastle played okay without playing anything like their best. Manchester United played a bit better than okay without being at the best, and Manchester United won the game. Mm. Um, I think what we're starting to see with Ten Hag, Rob, is the consistency that we've not seen at Manchester United for a while. We've seen Manchester United have good days, score goals, individuals win games, have moments, but we've never seen the consistency that we're seeing in the game today. And I think the biggest compliment I can give Ten Hag Manchester United and where something feels to be growing is at 2-0 against the Newcastle side that really went for it with the second half, put Isaac and Wilson on, on the pitch and had Almiron and St. Maximum at times for attacking defensively. It never looked in doubt, the, 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 the uh, result. The game management, the understanding, we'll talk about individuals' play, but mm. the team structure of Manchester United played a huge part in them winning the cup today. And that's not something we've talked about. We've talked about great Manchester United players and great moments. Mm. Ten Hag is encompassing that, but he's also talking about structure. Yeah, you know what? I thought Newcastle United started really well, actually. Mm. But started the game really well. They're on the front foot. We, we're used to seeing that with Newcastle, where yeah. they force you back with their energy and their forward passing, their mm. forward running. We talked about that. So I thought yeah. they actually started really well, the better side. And then things change on the set piece when mm. Casemiro scores. And then, as you said, there was a, a rock steadiness to Manchester United that, uh, you know, I'm not sure how long, you know. Yeah, we could be playing until tomorrow. Couldn't yeah. We? I mean, Manchester United have never looked back, really, since ending the, the central defensive partnership of Victor Lindelof and Harry Maguire, Rob. Mm. Lissandro Martinez, again, is one of the players that I'm sure we both feel in this game had an outstanding sure. game. I mean, he has been some signing. We've mentioned him almost every show, Rob, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks, or maybe longer than that, the way yeah, for sure. that he's played alongside Varane. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, Man United never really needed to find top gear, which is yeah. a great sign of a team that can win 
I mean, different ways, but can win when not playing at their silky best. It doesn't have to be flat-out heavy metal football for them to win. It hasn't got to be silky. And they, they found ways to get the goals and then were, were really solid after that. I mean, you talk about outstanding performance, performance for them. You're looking in the defensive areas. Other yeah. than that, I mean, Vegor's done his job. Bruno done his job. Anthony was, uh, I thought, a little quieter. Rashford did well for the second yeah, goal. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't... <clears throat> but it didn't need to be. And who cares? Yeah. It's a good sign that Eric Ten Hag has got this team in a way where they can they can win and they can feel confident about themselves. The goalkeeper is consistently yeah. coming up with big moments when, when yeah. they need to and it looks like really good business. He signs a long, longer term contract and he's going to make the football club because you know, it was in doubt and there's a lot been talk of others and Dean Henderson being one and the Jordan Pickfords, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I'm going there. Where I'm going to go with this, Rob, is Varane... Martinez, Casemiro. Mm. Straight down the middle of your pick. So the little axis of your back two and the guy in front of him who yeah. fills the holes and does a job. First of all, more than anything, I, I was sort of seeing them at the end of the game all delighted, you know, looked excited to be winning their first trophy in English football. But the thing I'm going to say about them all, Rob, and it, it, it's something that only hit me as, as you were saying, they're all winners. They're all serial winners in, in, in football. Yeah, clubs, right. It's in, a great and Manchester United might not have had that winning since a long time ago, the, back in our time when Sir Alex was doing all the things he was doing. That winning mentality, that heart of that football club has changed. And, and there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, you know, we're not going down to Wembley to enjoy a good day and win Manchester United. We're going down to Wembley to win the game. And if we win it playing brilliant football 4-0, that's great. But if we have to scrape a 2-0 and not play, then that's great as well. And I... And I it's an important element of what Ten Hag's bought. And, and it's a big decision to, le- to le- leave out Maguire, his captain, and Lindorf, who's been a, a, a very steady, consistent performer for him over the years and never really let them down. But he's made big calls, he's put winners in the team, and we see what it's done. It's a great shout. I mean, winners, like what, World yeah. Cup winners yeah, and yeah. Champions League winners... <laughs> It's a good shout. Never thought about it. We should have, we should have mm. thought about it. It should have been brought up, but absolutely right. I mean, signings, recent signings, yeah. they've made the team better. We know that United have got plenty of young talent that's coming through, and, and Ten Hag's doing a great job of improving mm. that. Marcus Rashford being the obvious example there. But you're right. Varane's world... I mean, they, they are winners. winners. And Martinez, yeah. with him now with Argentina mm. stuff for the World Cup, um, it's a great point, and that, and that serves as a bedrock for this team. And Casemiro, again, again, it's the two players that... Not just us, by the way. The game commentators yeah, were, were, were really talking on, yeah. on, on Casemiro and Lissandra Martinez, as well as Varane. And, and they're the two that, that have been, mm. particularly Casemiro and Martinez, have been absolutely outstanding um, with good support from other players. So, you know, w- when you think of that as a, a first trophy, I guess, for Ten Hag, first trophy for, for many, many seasons yeah, now. Yeah, I think six, seven six years or seven, now. Yeah. yeah. What, what does that mean in terms of where they're going to kick on from well, here? Well, what that means is we, we get the start of whatever this legacy may or may not be. He's got one in the bag, Rob. He's got his first one in English football at the end of February. And I talk, and, I, and I, I'll mention it again, I mentioned it on the last podcast. I always remember Jose Mourinho coming into yeah. English football and winning the League Cup. He said, mm. I win that one before anything we get down to the nitty-gritty. He's mm. got one in the bag. We've got a winning dressing room. Mm. So those three winners now are part of a group of winners who are in that dressing room. Rob, that, yeah. that's different from what the, than they were before they went down to Wembley. Yeah, and yeah. that doesn't half pull you together. Yeah. No, it's a great point, and, and um, we'll see. I mean, they're sitting pretty in the Premier mm. League right now. 
Uh, they've got a game in hand over Man City. They're only six points behind them with a game in hand. Third place in the Premier League. They've got the first trophy, League Cup. It's I mean, how many can they win? They're in, they're in four. They're, they're in for four. That's one down. Well, I, can't win. I can't see them winning the Premier League. So Europa That's League, a lot of points. FA Cup. I think they've got, yeah, they can win, totally they've got win West Europa. Ham in the FA Cup and Europa okay. League. Three? Doable. Could they? Yeah, Doable. I mean, it's, it's uh, it's remarkable, mm. and you know, not too many injuries right now, Rob. Have they? No, he's, he's in, they're in decent shape. Yeah. Uh, he's got decent squad. He James can Sancho is back, ready to play. Darlo, Wambasaka can change yeah. persons. I guess Martial they want sure. back. Mm. Yeah, it, we talked about in, interchangeable pieces, didn't we? Mm. Ericsson's probably one who's yes. a bit, bit long term. Who you know, as you get down towards the end of the season, it'd be great to have him back, just with what he can bring. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that he's been out. I mean. Mm -hmm. They've still been excellent without yeah. Christian Eriksen. Little Fred, little Fred our, our friend, mate, he, he continues to just yeah. keep putting the shift in and doing yeah. well for you. Yeah. Just switching before we move on, mm -hmm. Robert, Newcastle, I mean, disappointed. Yeah. I looked at the uh, the ownership in the stands at the end there, giving out the medals mm. and stuff like that, and they, they wasn't, didn't seem too no. upset about it. And I think the players shouldn't be too upset mm. about it because surely if you've lost that final, <laughs> I know I've lost, I've lost three <laughs> finals. Yeah. Cup finals and, and um, two directly at Wembley there. I know what it feels like to lose mm. a final. I, I feel like they've got to be thinking, well, this is the start of better things. I mean, this, yeah. there's going to be more of this as, as time goes on and the manager gets more players in mm. in the window. So, you know, I, I still thought they played pretty well, actually. Yeah. Pretty well. There wasn't much difference, a deflection, a set piece. Um, I thought Isaac Rob came mm. on and looked really good. Wilson yeah. was disappointing up front, a little disappointing. Yeah. And I thought it was a day where Almiron and St. Maximum had flashes, but the final ball, the end product, wasn't, wasn't there. And yeah. even from early on, one of my first notes on this game was, wow, Man United look a lot more dangerous when they do get into the final third. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't quite Newcastle United's day, but they've come a long way too. And, and yeah. they'll, they'll be back competing for, for big stuff. What, what, what sort of pleased me about Newcastle, not, not pleased that they, they, they lost the, uh, the game, because you know, it would have been fantastic scenes mm -hmm. and, and everything, you know, if they'd won the first trophy. But what has pleased me about the football club and the ownership, Rob, is it's not been as glitzy as I thought it was mm, going to be. Let's flashy. chuck a load of money at it. Mm. Let's win that first trophy. It looks like steady progression is okay. Mm. And progression today of getting to a cup mm. final, going close to Manchester United, is a good step for us. And guess what? We'll be back in the next couple of years and then maybe we'll be ready to win it. Mm. And um, I think that's been important because I think we all felt when your new ownership group come in, it was going to be a load of money chucked at it. It yeah, was going to be a load of, of, of big-name players, big-name managers, glitz and glamour. And, um, a bit like Chelsea. A bit, a bit like what Chelsea yeah, have done. Sort of Man City in the early yeah. days. And, and it, it looks like it's been built on good, strong foundations. And, and I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, and just and I just enjoyed the fans, the support mm. at the end. Yeah, and the, it was incredible. The black and white it? stuff all around half of the stadium. I mean, they've got some great fans. And yeah. I thought it was great. Made a good, good spectacle. All right. Back to the Premier League. Mm. And, oh, blimey. <laughs> Tottenham versus Chelsea. Um, are you all bliming there? Is it, you're not all bliming Tottenham, I don't think, are you? No, I'm, I'm bliming uh, <laughs> Graham Potter and Chelsea Football Club, Robin. Mm. And fair play, 2-0. Yeah. Harry Kane gets the second goal. Oliver Skip with a nice strike early on, just mm. at the start of the second half. Yeah. Graham Potter talked about that, Rob. Let's start off there at the end of the, of the game, the interview yeah. that we all wanted to listen to and, mm. and how he reacted. And he was... I may, maybe he has to be less kind of... Um, I, 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 not very pointed 
sort of mm. saying that you know yeah. start of second half we didn't start very well it's a bad a start well, it's, 40, it's a 46th yeah. minute yeah. it's like General. you've got ton, yeah. tons of time to get back into the game mm. um do you want to start on, on where we are with Chelsea before we get to Spurs and, and the big incident and stuff with the, the red yeah, card stuff? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, the Chelsea takeaway. So we had a good discussion, we had a long discussion about the situation Graham Potter finds himself in, you know, him being very open, transparent, talking about how it's affecting mental health and family issues mm. and, and, mm. and all that and, and what he was up against. And he was very honest and, and um, spoke with great emotion about what, what it is being a Chelsea manager. And basically, I thought before the game was spot on and said, we've got to win games and we've got to score more goals. Yeah. So, and winning will change everything. Winning Everybody's will change perception. everything. Right now, in terms of discussions on tactics and shape and, the, and that, let me tell you, the, the, the most important thing right now is how Chelsea got on. They've won, lost or draw. Yep. That right now is the most important thing. And they need some, how Chelsea got on, won. How Chelsea got on, won. How they played should be secondary to how they win games. Right now, to be Chelsea, continue to be Chelsea manager, he needs to win a number of football games. And I think you, you made a note of, of the next three games coming up, which includes Dortmund, Champions League, yeah. and then was it, I think, Leicester. Leicester. Uh, I can't find it now. Leeds. Oh, I've got it here. Everton, Leicester, and Leeds yeah. are the next three, so in, in order. So Leeds is the next game. Then they've got Dortmund in the Champions League. Then they've got yeah. uh, Leicester City and Everton. They would be That's expected to have beaten to be Leeds and Everton. A draw against Chelsea might be seen as okay. And getting through the Champions League. A defeat in the Champions League and a defeat to two of those three might be the end of Graham Potter. And I know mm. there's, there's mm. been talk about, you know, it's a long term, we're going to mm. look at years and not. And I know all that, Rob, mm. but I saw Todd Bowley today and I see that football club and I see the set of fans and I'm not sure we can continue down the same road. Three goals in their last ten yeah, games in all, all competitions. Comp yeah, that's amazing. With that amount of talent. That's amazing. It's it, tough to do. Incredible. That's tough to do. He said a really in interesting thing after the game, Rob, and I'll just jump to that and, and then I'll let you get in, that he said, uh, I was really disappointed how we started, how we went about the second half and they conceded the goal from Skip and, mm. and didn't, didn't play well. And that just jumped at me, Rob, because I thought, OK, I've been in situations where we've been away at Spurs or we've been away at Liverpool, we've been, and the manager's like, get sitting in the face and, and, and like, as you're going out, he's revving you, you're getting ready for the second half. You're, you're, I'm kind of pumped to go, right, even if it's a 10-minute kind of energy burst and then you settle in again. So for Chelsea to not come out, and I remember Graham Lasso in, in commentary went, God, it doesn't look like Chelsea have come out of the dressing room yet, because they started really yeah. slow. Yeah. Is, 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 I'm questioning, Rob, either what's been said or what a player's taking in. Is, is the buy-in to what Graham Potter's saying and doing as strong as it should be, or messages getting through as well as they should be? Well, that worries me. I've got to be honest, that worries me. Well, I tell you what worries me, and I've been consistent with this all the way through. And first off, real quick, we know how difficult the job is. Yeah, yeah. We know with mm -hmm. the transition of this football club from, from top to bottom, really, that it's not easy to produce a yeah. team. We know if you've got 30-odd pros that expect to be playing, that man management's difficult. Okay? Right. Yeah. That's Done. part Yeah. We all Done. know that. Yeah. What I've always said about Graham Potter in, in this project is mm. that and we've seen this with previous managers that have gone on and done great things. There's got to be some signs of progression. Yeah. Oh, I can see. Oh, mm. yep, yeah, I can see that little flashes. There was flashes in the Champions League, Rob against yeah. Dortmund a little yeah. bit. I'm like, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, but 
we're not seeing it now. I'm not seeing it now. And we're starting to get a few weeks in now, Rob. Yeah. And we're starting to see his best team. We, I get it last weekend. I made all the, he made all the changes because yeah. it was only a few days after the Champions League. Back to strongest team. And I made a comment on the show today, Rob, where I said... He's not adding any value to this squad. Mm. And what which I mean is, by that... Which is a big statement. Yeah. The, the, the sum of the parts, this, it's not greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. There's got to be synergy in a team. That's the whole point of a mm. manager, that he's got something... I mean, we've just seen a, a cup final with Newcastle United that, yeah. that have, have shown that, that you can be a better team than the sum of the parts. Chelsea aren't at the moment, and that's what he's paid to do. Mm. He's got to figure out strategies, um, Combinations, yeah. understanding to address the blaring issue, we're not creating or scoring goals. Yeah. And I, I don't keep wanting to go back to Brighton, but we did see it at Brighton for a little bit, and now they've changed that and they're a lot better now. But isn't he, Rob, and I'll throw a question back to yeah. you, is it that difficult, let's put it this way, for a manager with that talent to find some themes, some attacking themes, let's work on this, let's work on overlapping, let's work on runs in behind, mm. let's work on midfield players get... This the players have to get behind defenders yeah, to create chances. Yeah. We looked at the cup final. Well, there's an example of somebody going in behind and yeah. pulling the ball back. Yeah. We're not seeing any pullback crosses, any low crosses, nothing from Chelsea. Why isn't Graham Potter doing that? Well, we did a little breakdown on uh, on the tactics board, didn't we? Yeah. And, and you know, for viewers or listeners who want, on, want YouTube, to watch, on the NBC on Sports the U- YouTube channel, YouTube channel yeah. have a look at that just in terms of what they did quite well early on in the game, yeah. and then how it slowed down and they go very central down the middle of the pitch. Um, the point you make, and, I, and I was, I've been thinking about this since the game, Rob, really, because I'm kind of, I really like Graham Potter and mm. I really want him yeah. to succeed, as, as we both do. Um, you know, a, a young English coach who's come up through the ranks and he's getting a, ch- a chance in, in the big six. I think, I, I always remember what we used to say about Graham Potter is he, he's gone into football clubs and he makes players better. He improves them, he improves the way they play or what. Is he a man who can improve players at a certain level? But you're talking about top-class players who are technically gifted, top IQ. Is there less for him? Does he feel there's less for him to work with in terms of growing that next stage? Do you understand what I mean? In terms of if I'm working with, if he's working with with me and you, there's lots of what he can improve us on, and we get better, and the team get better, and we all say, wow, what a great manager. Mm. If you're working with Jal Felix, if you're working with Enzo Hernandez, if you're working with Mason Mount and Sterling and, you know, top-end Champions League-level players, can he still find that that, that, that gap of, mm. of quality that he needs, that he has to get out He's of them get in, in, in another level? Can he, can he get to that, that standard, well, another, that another goal compar- standard? Another comparison is Eric Ten Hag. Of yeah, having players yeah. that you might feel that they've reached their ceiling. Well, no, no, we, we mm. can get better. And, and players that play yeah. before poorly have improved. Let me throw something a little different at you. And I was talking to my, um, to my son about this, about Graham Potter. He said, mm. well, you've got to remember at Brighton, Dad, he said, mm. their recruitment's crazy good. Yeah. Did he just get, and this is my son talking, not me, mm. you know, maybe he just got great players that made that Brighton a great team. I disagreed because mm. I said, that's part of it. Yeah. But... He, he's changed the whole philosophy, the whole style of play. He did a brilliant job at Brighton. But my son's hinting, well, he's, they had some great players come in that are sold on to, to mm. bigger clubs for big mm. fees. Um, There's you some know. great players at Chelsea, by the way. I mean, we're not seeing it now. and I know some's potential and some's that. But based on 
body of work that you've seen some of these players. Some of these players are great players. But his, his point was, Brighton are great. They've got great players for their club and they've, the, the, the achievements are mainly through the recruitment more than the manager, which I disagree with. But mm. it's, a, it's an opinion out there that I think is kind of an interesting one. I, I just, with a, with a glaring issue like this, that he's got to address it. Attacking dial, however you want to address it, mate, he, the team has to start creating... Uh, and creating some space and creating some forward movements, some, some ideas, some strategies to create. This is crazy run of no goals. I saw two things today that, that worried me, and it was Jal Felix on both occasions. I did a little breakdown on Jal mm. Felix for the game, just uh, his abilities, intelligence, his football IQ, how he was trying to get in. And there was once he was on the left-hand side, Rob, and he went to play one-two, and he went to run in behind, and the person on the ball turned back and played safe, and, and, and the opportunity was gone, and he shook his head. He kind of just shook his head and like shrugged his shoulders as if, why are you not doing that? And then there was, an, there was another instance when he was on the right-hand side of the pitch. He was trying to get involved in some play, and it all got bogged down. And again, he, he, he's, I would say body language was... But it was just, he, he looked frustrated. And, and he's a top... Now, he's a top... He's one you can build on. He's mm. one that you, you should... And it just smacked to me, Rob, whether... All of all those, these players, when they get in training, buying into to, to what he's saying. I mean, Graham Potter's an intelligent football coach. He must know the things he needs to work on and the things that they need to improve yeah, on. Yeah, you think so. Yeah. So, so, so either he's not, get, he's not doing a good job of telling them. Correct. Or, or they're not, they're not, they're not taking, taking it on board. It yeah. Just finally, for me, also Chelsea, they've got brilliant fullbacks. Do we see Reese James yeah, today doing yeah, good stuff going? Yeah, I don't know well. why or what, what's been said to the fullbacks, but those two fullbacks are so, yeah. so good. And last point is this. Kai Havertz and the number nine situation at Chelsea mm. has had a lot of attention, right? And we've said that, and everybody on the planet saying, well, it's obvious. I think the ownership's even admitted it. Yeah, yeah we do need a new yeah, number nine. I get that. But other players are still not scoring. I went and looked at the, the goal, top goal scorers of the Premier League this season. Yeah, of yeah. the top 14 players... The top goal scorers are 14 in the Premier League. Yeah. Do you know how many are out and out number nines? Like in terms very of, few, you've got yeah. four. Yeah, very few. Four out of 14 yeah. players. So yeah. it, it, it emphasises it's not just about a number nine. Chelsea, I'm telling you now, could have a, and this is, they could have a brilliant, they could have Harry Kane. Mm. I'm not sure if that changes much. If, because well, because oh, if the build-up, if they don't create much, mm, then, then does it matter? Because Sterling's not scoring. ZX doesn't look like scoring. Felix doesn't look like scoring. It's just, there's nobody looks like scoring. And it's got to be a team thing more than, oh, you know, if they get a certain forward, it solves all the problems. That's yeah. what worries me as well. Yeah. That, that, that goals should be coming from other areas and they're not. By the way, let's, let's spend a little bit of oh, yeah. time with Tottenham because Tottenham did yeah. win the game. And um, another, another game without uh, Antonio Conte at the sideline yeah, with yeah. Christian Stellini again in, in charge. We know that they set up the, the, the three at the back, four midfield, three up top. Uh, Richarlison retained yep. his spot up, up top. Sonny was on the bench, which is what you, you said. You, you wanted to see uh, Richarlison get a, a run in the team, which at least he's getting a couple of games. Hasn't scored, gets involved, obviously puts people under pressure, but um, probably needs to produce a little bit more in the next couple of games if he's going to stay in the side. Mm. Seen a little bit more from Davies going forward and Royale on, on one side. I thought he started the game quite well. Davison got, got up, up the field quite early. Um, but got pinned back a little bit as Chelsea had a little bit more possession. Um, but again, I thought it was a good day for Spurs structure, Rob. Spurs organisation, Spurs ability to defend when they needed to. Midfield, 
was competent without being exciting, and then they've got a threat in, in the front areas. Mm. And mm. this is where I was thinking is, is a contrast. Spurs have got a system that, as a player, I'm thinking, if I was a midfield player in Spurs, I wouldn't be overexcited playing that way because I can't really see myself getting yeah. in that much. But I buy into it because it wins for us and it's better for the collective. So there's a buy-in system for the Chelsea play, for the Tottenham players, that sometimes isn't that exciting, but they believe in it and it's getting them results. Yeah. Chelsea have a, have a more open entertainment Blooming style system, and I'm not sure. But I'm not sure there's, there's a no foundation. There. There's no the foundation. foundation, is it? Yeah, there's no it's foundation. It's different. To it. uh, you know, it, it, when you think about the first half, the first half was fairly even. Yeah. And Chelsea yeah. did their thing, mm-hmm. which we knew that in pass, 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 pass. Sterling got in a couple of times, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, and Spurs were forced back a little mm. bit. They had like I think I think I counted three, because I, I did a little bit. Um, we talked about the tactics and, yeah. and the Spurs pressing like mm. they did against Man City when they scored the goal, the Harry Kane goal, the big yeah. important goal. Um, and I wanted to see it. I saw it about three times. Yeah didn't really win the ball back and most of the time they're behind the ball but again they're, they're, they're durable yeah. the second half different they get the breakthrough and like this, the, even the Harry Kane goal like another example of well the whole game is an example of Spurs happy to do stuff that's not fun yeah. and Chelsea not really Mm. Um, with Chelsea not tracking Kane at the back post is yeah. unforgivable, really, yeah. isn't it? When, Mount when got slightly outmuscled by, by Dyer. Yeah, he Dyer lost his marker. And, yeah, they, they get the goal. Mm. Listen, mate, just before we move things mm. on, I want to give my underappreciated oh. performer of the week. And it's going to go to the man who was on the sidelines for Tottenham <laughs> Hotspur. There's no Antonio Conte. And listen, in certain circumstances, the main man's away and things would go to pot. Christian Cellini stepped in. For four games this season, Champions League against Marseille, huge game wins 2-1. Plays Manchester City reigning champions, win 1-0. Plays West Ham United, wins 2-0. And plays Chelsea today at home and wins 2-0. I mean, yeah. I think you said, you said a little bit tongue-in-cheek, like, Antonio, like, yeah. take your time. Away. You take will, your time. We're a bit freer when you play. But, uh, but I just think it, it, we've seen assistants who have taken jobs it's not that easy to be number one we've seen assistants who've taken charge and things don't always go to plan this guy's got the respect to the group I have saw some work on the training grounds got a great relationship with Conte who must trust him got the other coaches all on side Rob and his team play for him yeah yeah and maybe in a bit more of a freer way yeah, and yeah. underappreciated, absolutely right, mm. of what he's done stepping in. He's done yeah. it before. Inter Milan, he won three games when Conte was out at Inter. Yeah. So this is seven games now. Yeah. He, was, he was asked about it in his press conference about, yeah, he thought about being a being number a one. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, he kind of likes his work. Mm. He likes yeah. his position right now. He thinks mm. he's good at it. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. I think he is as well. Absolutely. So it's a good shout because mm. us and him, I mean, Antonio Conte to be out for this amount of games yeah. is kind of a big deal. And, and, and if, if, they weren't winning games and in trouble. Yeah. Spurs would have a bit of an issue of, of what they do on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, it, it's absolutely just keep keeps things rolling along. Yeah, and uh, so, Christian Cellini, yeah. yeah, my underappreciated performer of the week. All right. Okay, mate, let's move it to Sellers Park. Oh, blimey. Late game on Saturday Crystal Palace uh, versus Liverpool. I think we all wanted to have a look at Liverpool to see what reaction was mm. to the 5 2 defeat, sort of mauling at the hands of Madrid midweek. Um, I think the overview was it wasn't quite what we'd all hoped, certainly what Jurgen Klopp would have hoped. I, I was really surprised, actually. Um, really surprised at the lacklustre nature of it. Um, 
tiredness from that game? Possibly. It was on the Tuesday. This game was uh, on the Saturday, of course, the late game on the Saturday, so not shouldn't be really. But the lack of kind of appetite for the game is what shocked me. And it must worry everybody at Liverpool Football Club because if there's no appetite after you've been spanked a little bit and a little bit embarrassed in a, in a, in a game when you come back um, and don't really dominate and don't sustain attacks yeah. that's what I was yeah. disappointed there were some sporadic moments at Liverpool where they're going forward where the, the front players of course are really talented and that's but then there was long periods where they didn't yeah. and Palace were doing their thing and you know there was no very little connection between the defenders at Liverpool mm. a lot of time spent and Klopp said it afterwards going from one side yeah. to the other yeah. side they had a big uh, half time here 70% possession mm. and yet I, can't, I couldn't remember shots. that much going yeah. on at the, the attacking end of it. So, laboured, struggled to, to connect from back to front. Mm. The front players, Mo Salah particularly, not getting any service. So, if you're a forward and you don't get the ball, you're going to be a little bit lethargic. And you're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you know the same issues persisted. Midfield's inability to really dictate the, the play of the mm. game. And defensively, slack and errors. And Alexander Arnold again a couple of times, one loose ball that he puts across um, that that was should have been punished, and yeah, a, another Mateta, time before, it? yeah, he, yeah he, somebody pushed him off the ball, yeah, the ball came Mateta through to Matata, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 it's tough to know what to say about Liverpool now, given that game, given the last game, and I, you know, I've get that the last couple of games they've won a couple of victories in the Premier League yeah. and clean yeah, sheets two, and stuff. Nil, yeah, it's another clean nil. sheet, but. Not much reason for, for optimism of a late push for the Premier League top four mm. for me. Can you no. see anything different in that? I've got to be honest, my, my, my takeaway after the game was I, I felt, I felt for Jurgen Klopp because I, I felt he, he was in an awkward position after the game. He was asked about the game and what he felt and he was sort of talking about clean sheets and trying to find the positives, Rob. And I get it. And I totally get it. But we all seen what we've seen with so our eyes. So you're saying that he wasn't being totally I don't think honest. so. Because I think, to be totally honest, it would be brutal. And to he, be brutal he, he doesn't want to do that again. He doesn't want to do that again. He doesn't yeah. want to do that yet. He has got to find a way to get with this group from the end of the season and either turn around a 5-2 deficit for Madrid and stay in the Champions League, which is going to be t- totally difficult, or find a way from where they sit in, in, in the Premier League at, at the moment, which is seventh, find a way into a top four spot. How are they going to do it, Rob? Well, well based on what... Show, show me a way, show me on, something. How, how are they going to do that? Well, based on what we saw at, on, at the weekend, no. Um, the awkwardness with, what, with which I was watching Klopp almost try and defend, Rob, it was, mm. was admirable in the way that Manny does that. But I also thought it's a recognition of, do you know what, my, Liverpool Mark 1 under Jurgen Klopp is coming to an end. Mm. And he's going to have some big calls, Fabinho. Hendo to a certain degree, mm. Milner, Matip, Matip, and some of these older Gomez. Players. Yeah, you know, one or two of these, Rob, are going to have to be out of the door, and he's going to have to freshen this thing up. It's going to be hard for him to do that because he's got relationships, but it's going to be with the right support and with the right money. It's going to be necessary, and I just felt he he, he didn't want to do that publicly, and I get why. And I, and, and I said to you, and, and I know it's one of those sort of theories that. It's never going to happen. But if, if Liverpool of last year, that had 92 points, I think, behind City, mm. played a Liverpool of this year, last it's year's Liverpool would beat them three or four. Mm. It absolutely mm. run all over them. Mm. And we can see it with our eyes, Rob. We, can, we know what Liverpool have been, and we've seen what they are now. And you can't really spin it too much. Do you know what, what I think also is, is pretty... Not damning, so maybe a little bit too hard, but I think in the last couple of games... 
you saw flurries. Mm. Obviously, first yeah. half against Real Madrid, yeah. the first 20 minutes, and, it, and there's a flurry there. Mm. But as you said about, I think, the last game, yeah. it, it, it goes away about, pretty yeah, quick. Yeah. Start of the second half, he's probably had a rally up. Mm. Come on, boys, we're better than this. Yeah. They start pretty quick. My first note here is immediately better at the start of the second half. Yeah. But then it falls away mm. a little bit as if they're, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you know, and they, and they give it a little bit and it's a little bit better, then the, the whole situation you know, drags them down it's again. It's really interesting, because I, I, I was listening to the game, we listened to the phone-ins and that, and, and, and somebody came on, I think it was a Liverpool fan, actually, and, and had said, we're a bit like an old, great um, boxing champion. Like, we've still got a big punch, and we can go for a round or two, but eventually <laughs> we tire, and it gets heavy, and, and, and you yeah. know, they got punch in, in Salah of and course. Nunes of and course. all that, but yeah. to, to maintain it now, it, it just doesn't feel like it's there, mm. and uh, it's going to be a big job. A little, little word for Palace, yeah. because um, with, with, a, with a better centre-forward job, Palace look a whole different team. John philippe Mateta, bless him, one goal in 20, I think it's now, 20 Premier League appearances, had a couple of great chances, hits a ball when he should hit the back of the net. They can't find a centre forward. Well, uh, Edouard, the money. Edouard's got, Edouard's Edouard's got, got more goals, three, three goals, goals, but, can't but get still can't seem to get in the team. Eze's on the bench, not quite sure if there's an injury or he's trying to save him or rest him or what the situation but is. He's one of their best players, Rob. Wolf Zaha trained this right. week. They thought he might be involved, but obviously wasn't quite ready to be. So, you know, without their, their better strikers and a little bit more cutting edge, um, but they need a centre forward, Rob. He needs to send a well, to. I mean, with all those issues with Palace, again, it goes back to Liverpool. How didn't they dominate more? How didn't they look like they were desperate to win the game at the end more because of the, the Palace issues? I totally agree. Um, that being said, I'm going to chuck in my underappreciated form of the weekend. He's a one to watch as well. Supremely talented, 21-year-old French winger, mm. Michael Alisi. He is, he is a talent. Mm -hmm. He's got one of the best left foots in the Premier League. His final ball in has got weight. It's got accuracy. I guess it's a little bit like um, Hakim Ziyech in terms of yeah, that left yeah. foot whip from that, that outside. Um, two goals, five assists so far this season. Uh, I, I just like the way he plays. And again, this is, this is, this is, this is the sort of shout that we're looking for. Players that, that mm. everybody out there, just have a look next time. And maybe a lot of our guys know about him because yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've mentioned yeah, him a few times. Him, yeah. But Michael Issey's talent, mm. his ability is, is pretty special. And, and you, know, you said, Rob, that you, you know people at Palace really yeah, well. Yeah. And he's a, he's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a free spirit type of guy. Yeah, he? he's a bit of a different, like, you know, comes from a different place, doesn't always follow the crowd, likes to think his own way and be his own guy. But... They see that as a strength, not a weakness. And with him mm. and Eze, they think they've got two there, Rob, who can grow, go on to be... And I talked to, Pat, remember, talked to Patrick Vieira very early in the season before you know, we went over, and, and Patrick said he's got top six capabilities. Yeah. Top, yeah. you know, from, from Patrick. That, he's that's, 21. That's, yeah. He's still super young. Yeah, so it's a good child. Yeah, good he's child. Good he's a Lovely good left foot. Came from Reading, yeah. didn't he? And yeah, got he injured, did. and then he's got yeah. himself back in the team and playing particularly well. So, uh, mm. good point for good Palace, player. better point than, than for Liverpool. For Liverpool, still more uh, work for Jurgen Klopp to do. All right, my friend, let's just go through a couple of these results. Of course, mm. it's, it's impossible to watch every single game really closely through. Leicester City nil, Arsenal 1, Gabriel yeah. Martinelli uh, linking up with Trossard. Trossard scored a disallowed goal, lovely top corner strike. Just quickly on that, Rob, the disallowed goal, there's a couple of people out there that still don't think it was a foul on the goalkeeper. Oh, ben Danny, White grabs, Danny Ward's arm, yeah, doesn't he, and yeah. as he's trying to jump. So it, he has it, to go with his left hand. He can't he get can't, elevation. Yeah, he's impeded. It was a correct call. Nice finish from Trussard. Yeah, lovely um, finish. But definitely impeded. Yeah. But then Martinelli outsprints Timothy Castagna, yeah. the full-back, mm. scores nicely. 
they get the win pretty solid performance Rob yeah. of what I saw of the game um, and just they're getting the job done well keeping in, it going interesting in that one and Ketia went to the bench Trossard mm. played as a false nine yeah. and, and sort of rotated a little bit of positions with Martinelli bit mm. different yeah. nice move from Arteta maybe just you know giving Enketia a little breather you know Trossard can come in Trossard looks like a little diamond bit of business yeah. by the way it's, it's well, million, said, by yeah, the way. Just it looks like diamond bit of business lovely bit of business I mean yeah. I don't know. They're going to spend a lot more money on uh, Mikhail and Mudrik. Double that to, to get Mudrik. Yeah, and they've gone mm. with, a, I guess, a second choice in Trossard that we've always enjoyed from, yeah, from that recruitment of Brighton. Smart. Clever, good, intelligent player, nice finisher. Um, his clever little pass through for the assisting goal. So, yeah, good, interesting move, that, playing mm. him up front, giving Anketia a rest. Maybe that's the theory there. I think Jesus, by the way, is, yeah, is getting close as well. Isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. working on the grass, I believe, now. So, yeah. obviously, a bit yeah. of more contact. And Thomas Partey as well. It's almost ready to go on the bench or whatever. And, and that's what Arsenal got to do now, aren't they? Like, you go away to Leicester. It, possible banana skin, possible draw, or, you know, yeah. Leicester team that, that, you know, have picked up recently. So, for Arsenal to go there, keep the clean sheet, get the goal, get the win, good, important... And, and Arsenal have got their game next Wednesday now, which is their game in hand against Everton. Everton. After that, they've got Bournemouth at home. The, the Villa victory and this Leicester City victory, I think, absolutely critical. Because you know yeah. what I've said about yeah. them. When they, got, when they get a blip, mm. how long is it going to last? Yeah, yeah. And they've nipped it in the bud, Rob. Mm. The, the Villa performance was incredible. Yeah. That comeback and coming from behind and to win again at Leicester. Leicester are a dangerous team. They've got talented players. And now they go in against a couple of sides, Everton and Bournemouth. You know, you're starting to get the 26 games. Yeah. You're starting to get... Yeah, get you're starting to get... Like, now, we? Yeah. So, uh, they, they've rebounded really nicely from that Man City defeat. And, uh, again, not too much changes with the side. He's lucky enough in that yeah. that he can just make a couple of little tweaks. Um, and they're looking solid again and consistent. And I still, I still think they're going to go ahead and do it. Um, I know you still feel that you're not going to waver from Man City, no, are you? No, I'm not. I still think that City might just hunt them back. Mm. Let's talk about City. They went down to Vitality Stadium, um, beat Bournemouth 4-1. I think they've won the last 12 uh, Premier League games against Bournemouth now. Um, always a tricky one to go. You're never quite sure what you know. small ground. If Bournemouth are up for it, can they make it difficult? I think it was a day when we, we both said, someday City, when City play well, they can make it look easier than anybody else just their, their speed of passing their speed of movement their ability to get in behind people you know the cross the balls they can create the, the goal scoring opportunities I mean we saw all that and more really the only disappointment I think from Pep's point of view is they conceded a goal I think that's in the last six games now all competitions have conceded one goal yeah and, uh, but that was in the second half training session yeah. second half was, was literally <laughs> a training session it, they brought all five players on all right, boys, have a, have a little, have a kick around out there. This is, I mean, listen, I, 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 of course, we know the quality of Man City. And they yeah. did the same thing again, three at the back. Nico yeah. Lewis goes into midfield, midfield yeah. basically five up front, mm. four behind the one, whatever yeah. you want to say. And they, they put them away. But I, I always, because I've been in teams like Bournemouth, mm. you know, and we both we have a little have, bit yeah. in this Premier League yeah. against the best sides. And you always feel like you want to roll the sleeves up and give it a yeah. go. Get There's tight, no way. I'd love to see the Bournemouth numbers, the running numbers. They, they didn't put anywhere near in what they needed to get anything out of the game. They got what they deserved, a, a, a battering at 4-1. Again, that could have been any scoreline, by the way, mm. if City didn't feel the need. Oh, guys, come on, let's have a... Yeah, Phil, Phillips, yeah. everybody, let's have a yeah. game. This is, this is nice and easy. So I was really disappointed and a little frustrated at Bournemouth. They didn't have more of a go. 
come on. We've seen teams yeah. rob in different competitions ruffle the feathers of City more than Bournemouth did. And Bournemouth have got their own issues. They've been better of, of late. And that's why I was so disappointed because in Awatra they've got and Ahmed Traore, these new players yeah, they, they spent they money on come in January. Well, they look they? brighter. They, yeah, they beat and they did yeah. You know, why not have a real go at them? So mm. I, I was just shocked, actually. It was, it was a little like a fear there. thing to me. I think very early on they sort of deep. They sat on the 18 no belief. Off, to Zero passive, belief. And, yeah, they didn't from quite it. believe they were going to get anything from the game. And... By the time they, they realised they, get, they, were four, they were four down, game was done. Just quick line on, on uh, Erling Haaland, Rob, because we, we, we had a little focus on him. And, you know, there's a bit of talk about is he making the right runs? Is he smart enough, to, to, you know, in a team as intricate as City to, to do things? I think we saw a bit of both. We saw him once yeah. or twice making runs and not get fed. We saw him once or twice making yeah. good runs and his joint players looked for him a little, good, bit, little more, and he looked I for him. Got his goal, 27 now in the Premier League. That's mm. more than Sergio Aguero's ever got for Man City. He tells you the, le- the levels that he's at. Mm. Um, is this just going to be an ongoing debate till the end of the season? If they, win the, if they win the title and he gets 36 goals, then end of argument, basically. Yeah, it's going to continue on and it's going to, it's going to basically go on results. And it's yeah. as simple as this. And, and maybe but, we're but guilty as well, Rob. If they win mm. and he scores... Lovely, lovely, jubbly. Yeah, no. Good. If they don't, they don't win the title, and, he, and they don't win. Well, hang on a minute. They got a guy scoring all these goals. They're the worst team. That's going to be the. That's going to be the, the, narrative. Yeah, the narrative. They're the worst yeah. team now, yeah. Man City. Well, I'm not necessarily. Well, it's, it's a different team now, and they decided to go yeah, down that road. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we don't know yet. They might go on. He might score another 15 goals. They might yeah. win the Premier League title. Yeah. Um, you know. And the Champions League as well. They're, 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 drew, they're drawing, aren't they? One one against Leipzig um, well, last yeah, week. Yeah, they got the second. But no, he's more yeah. involved. Got his goal. Yeah. Um, I thought the I thought Phil Foden, Phil Foden mm-hmm. showed his quality, Rob. He was involved in, in every, every goal. goal. And that's where he's different mm-hmm. to Jack Grealish. And again, this, they are different players. Mm-hmm. But just think about the involvements Gre- um, Grealish had in the game and in previous games. How he, if you thought about Jack Grealish playing for City, I know what I think of. Receive the ball, have a little dribble play backwards, play little combinations, maybe get the odd goal. That, that's, that's him. When I think of Phil Foden in my head, I'm seeing a guy that's always arriving, always yeah, arriving yeah. in the box, getting, scoring, yeah. getting opportunities, yeah. maybe missing, but scoring, yeah. assisting. He, he, he's end product, and he's been, he's been moulded that way from a young age with, yeah. with uh, Pep. You know, Pep saying to him, I need you to produce crosses and assists yeah. and goals. He was there every single time. And when the ball's in the middle, I looked out, Rob, and I saw Jack Grealish, one of the goals, had pulled away from the box yeah. to receive the ball to feet. Yeah. And uh, Phil Foden had ran towards the goal. But, yeah, the and the ball stick. was flicked yeah. over. Yeah. I don't know which goal it was. Yeah, now. it was the um, Harlan was Harlan's Harlan's goal. goal. And goal, I'm yeah. like, well, there, there's, a little, mm. there's an example right there. Grealish pulled for yeah. feet. Yeah, Foden Back in behind yeah. and creating something to happen. So I... I mean, I know he's had his issues, and I listened to Pep talk about him. Mm. Amazing Pep uh, press conference on Friday, by the way. Yeah, he went, he went yeah, into a lot of detail. Yeah. And basically saying that Phil Foden has been complaining, had been about his mm. ankle for a long time. So, so he took him out of the picture him. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I Looks like he's done the job because he yeah. looked pretty sharp, didn't he? And he did. I also just have to mention Rico Lewis as well because they were involved in, I think, the first goal that it came. Rico Lewis goes flying into a tackle, Rob, wins the yeah. ball. Uh, Phil Foden sets a play up, plays yeah. it into Gundogan, makes a run around the back and gets there. Two players from the academy, mate. Not bought for millions yeah. of dollars. Two academy players yeah. holding their own in, in, yeah. a, in a and top And he still trusted... Team. Remember that... It was against Spurs, wasn't it, where Rico Lewis played yeah. in the middle of the park. Yeah. He got caught out for the goal, the Correct. hurricane goal that yeah. we talked earlier on about. But, but he's put him straight back in there. Correct. Get, yeah. in, get yeah. back in there. Yeah. You can do this. Absolutely. And he's, he, That's I the thought, confidence you get, no? Yeah. And uh, the belief. Yeah, he was excellent. A couple of other results, and there were big results, my friend, at Ellen yeah. Road. 
Dude, what a, what an atmosphere there was there on, on the uh, uh, 10 o'clock kickoffs. We had uh, a big day of 10 o'clock kickoffs uh, this weekend. Yeah. Leeds United won Southampton nil. Junior Firpo, uh, the unlikely goal scorer, late on in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, talk to us about the win, Javi Gracia, and what this does for Leeds moving forward. Well, um, yes, important for them, of course, and the belief will be there. The, the backing of the manager will be there. The fans' excitement, well, maybe not excitement, but, but um, f- feelings will be better now. Yeah. They've got 22 points, Rob. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of points to get yet. You've you got to think about 36, 37, yeah. 38. Mm. So, you know, no point is a win like that going to mean anything other than, okay, that looks all right. The most important thing for me was, you know, I thought there was more structure to the side. I thought there was a little bit more insurance, a little bit more smarts. They go ahead. The manager makes changes. He brings on Mark Roker in the, in, late in the game yeah. to secure yeah. it. They've got the all-important goal. Wow, guys, this is great. Mm. Tell me if I'm wrong. Previous Leeds teams, certainly Bielsa, the the way you play, but also Jesse March, they score a goal, they're still going for more. We've we've enjoyed Mm. it. We said, look look at this team, they always want to fly forward. But really, Mm. if you get a goal up against a a direct opponent down there there, for relegation, then, then, like, okay, guys, fullbacks, you don't go forward. Let's make some changes in the middle of the park and see the job out. Um, and, And I read something the day after, Rob, reporting on the game, agree with it there's a nice calmness about I was going to say yeah. there's a nice so calmness it's, it's about calmness Gracia. about Gracia that there was an excitement about there Jesse was a, there was a f- and, and not that one's better one's worse yeah, just but different. for this football club and maybe right this now, group of players right now they just need a bit of calmness mm, don't they yeah. and that's why I think we both said he's the right kind of fit he's finished 14th 11th in the league he's taken the FA Cup he's yeah. got a good CV he can work before. in situations knows the league yeah, yeah. You know, good players, great club, understands what, what it's about, will use the home fans to make sure. And, and there, was a, there was a period in the game, and I made a note, and I told the, uh, the people in our tape room, just clip that off. It was 55 minutes, Rob. It was, a, it was a first period in the game where I thought Southampton looked like they started to get a bit dominant. Lavia in midfield started to play, mm. and Ward Prowse. And it was 55 minutes on the clock, and the Leeds fans started cheering and waving their flags like somebody had scored a goal. And it was just a sense that Leeds fans had, had, had realised... Ooh, we, we, we're just rocking here a little bit. We need they, they to go need again. Us. They need us and, a and they boosted them and they came mm. up, they get the goal and mm. um, massive, massive three point. I mean, that mm. was the archetypal six pointer. And mm. uh, Leeds get the wing, Gracia gets his tenure off the start. Victor Orta is in tears, which is now becoming <laughs> a common scene. I mean, I can't believe, wait till the end of the season if, if oh, they stay it'd be, up. It'd be a wreck. I mean, he looked unstable. He looked unstable <laughs> yeah. on his feet. He was so emotional at the end of the game. Ruben Sellers, Robert Southampton mm. just appointed him. Yeah. That old chestnut, yeah, the caretaker it, Chelsea, that gets the full-time week. job. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, th- I thought his words week? afterwards, his words afterwards rob are a bit off. Like, my yeah. fault, like we yeah, didn't do anything. Yeah, to take it all. And, mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, home, to, home to last le- next weekend. Yeah, I, next I worry Saturday. about, I worry, well, obviously, you've got to be worried mm. about them when they're, they're it's, that's a four-point gap now. It's yeah. a four-point yeah. gap. Can't to, afford to that safety. to get any So you've got to jump above all those teams. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. So not not a good day for Southampton. Other results, my friend. Everton nil. Aston Villa two. Yes. Sean, Sean Dyche, you, you trust me? Sean Dyche, we kind of trust, and I don't know what happened to him. I mean, lack of, of, of goal scoring is, is is huge now to, to Everton. No Dominic Calvert Lewin, Mope oh, came in, yeah. not not really uh, guarantees your goals. That's going to be the issue. That's gonna Seventeen be the goals, 17. the fewest in the league. I mean, you think they can keep clean sheets are, are going to be? 
something that will happen with, with Sean Dyche's team, but you've still got to score goals. Go get the one. Go get the one goal. I don't really see it. Onana mm. had a brilliant save by Emmy Martinez, yeah. by, by the way, in the first yeah. half, which would have changed the game. Mm. Then Ollie Watkins, five goals in his last five games, club record for him in the, in the Premier League. Just shows the difference when you've got a striker, mate. A, a, a yeah, he shows up sometimes, any old Watkins. Yeah, and, sometimes and he can be disappointing, but. Get you out of trouble. And scored a beauty, actually. Lovely goal. Yeah. Cody, I thought, thinks turning as he's as he, as he kicking yeah, left. Six inch right. nails in the bottom of his boots. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't turn very quickly. And, and a smash past uh, mm. his Pickford. So, yeah, work for Sean Dyche and, and Everton to do disappointing result at home, especially Goodison Port. They've got to win games. Mm. And a big big win, my oh, friend. Oh, big, big West win. Ham United. Oh. I mean, some of the media outlets were saying, if Moyes loses this game, he'll lose his job. Now, others were saying, well, maybe that's a little bit forced and he'll be given a bit of time or whatever, whatever. But there was no doubt there was, there was a, some pressure on this game. And the, the thing I like with David Moyes, he doesn't say too much to the media. He gets on with the job. He puts Danny Ings in the team. Ings gets a couple of goals. Declan Mice scores a beauty. Antonio comes off the bench and gets a fourth. So from where a game that could be difficult, City Forest have just drawn 1-1 with City, he gets a 4-0 win. He'll put to bed that conversation for another month at least. You know, they're back in the Until Europa another League. big game comes and then, up. And yeah, then, yeah, until he, he, he's back. But I, I was deli- delighted for, for David Moyes. Yeah. Just that this guy deserves better than this. He's won 250 Premier League games this weekend. Only two other people have won that and more. Right. So Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger. Yeah. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I know. That's why it's, it's, it's surprising they're down there. Yeah, given yeah. his experience, mm. given what he's done at this club on tw- two occasions two, now, yeah, and given what they've done over the last couple of seasons and where they finished, it's mm. like, wow, how are, they, how are they still down there? Yeah. Um, but the big victory against Everton... Uh, this big victory as well is huge for them, but they still only got 23 points. Yeah, they still yeah. got to go on from here. So in terms of judging who we think could get mm. relegated, it, it, it's not on short term. It's no, like, it well, which team week, yeah. looks like it can win games? Yeah. West Ham look like they can win games. Southampton don't look like no. can. I mean, I, I get it last Ham. time. Yeah. Bournemouth struggle to mm. win games. Yeah. Only won five games. And Everton as well. Can they yeah. score enough goals mm. to win games? I'm sure they can draw another 10 yeah. games easily yeah. with the clean sheets. But they've got to find ways of scoring a goal. So another fascinating weekend. It was mm. this Saturday, wasn't it, Rob? It was Saturday, Saturday of yeah. all the teams down yeah. there. How are they going to get on? Yeah. Big games. I mean, I love them. I got to say, yeah. I love, I love the games. I love the the Leeds United game against Southampton, being the bottom two of the different managers. Um, and I loved Arsenal bouncing back and mm. showing that they can they can maybe have the metal to go the whole way. It was a fantastic yeah. weekend of Premier League football again and a cup final victory yeah. for Manchester United with the progression the Ten Hag's showing. So yeah. Good, good stuff. Great stuff. Yep. So, congratulations to Manchester United, Canberra Cup winners. While in the Premier League, Leeds win the relegation six-pointer against Southampton at the bottom. Arsenal, Man City do the business at the top. And Spurs won the big London derby, heaping even more pressure on Potter. We'll be back next Sunday, March the 5th. We'll review match week 26. This is Man City face Newcastle in the little matter of Liverpool versus Manchester United from Anfield. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good Good night. night.